I just want to play a uh, sample of one of my students in my consumer behavior course uh, last semester when we were talking about the topic of ethnocentricity, which is my culture is better than your culture. We're labeled with uh, being guilty, Americans are, of having ethnocentricity. We believe that our culture is better than every other culture on the planet. And, um, you know, if you've traveled outside the country, of which I have many times, uh, you find that statement to be ridiculous. So I just want you to listen briefly to this two-minute uh, recording of one of my students, Francis, who came here four years ago from Ghana. And uh, listen to what he says about um, coming to the United States and his experience, especially right at the beginning. students on that team's call under video as Francis was talking was very interesting. A lot of them were kind of figuring out for themselves why he would have been so angry with our system compared to Africa. And it's, it just comes down to the fact that our perceptions of Africa today is that the whole continent, all 54 countries in Africa are all desolate and poor. And the reality is the last 30, 40 years, things have changed dramatically. I mean, Francis is coming from an absolutely beautiful country. Um, I talked before in another podcast with another uh, participant on Travel Abroad who went to visit Ghana, and she's planning on moving there uh, because she said she found her place in the world, found her home, and the people were super nice. It's a beautiful country. And as you'll hear in the call, some of the things that Francis points out, if you've traveled the world, you know that these are true. So I'm gonna get Francis on the line. Uh, the first 10 seconds, there's a little bit of technical uh, uh, static. So just hang on. 
And then towards the end, we do get cut off, but I summarize what Francis had told me later on after the call. So let me get Francis on and we'll talk uh, to him about coming to America and, and what he thought. Okay, it looks like we got Francis on. Are you on, Francis? Hello, sir, I'm here. You're here, all right. How are you? Pretty good. Good. Did you uh, just get back from your home country? Yes, I traveled back home uh, to have uh, my Christmas and a new year back home in Ghana. How, uh, how are the people of Ghana doing? Yeah, everyone is fine. Everyone is good, pretty good. And I'm happy to meet my people once again. Yeah. Socialize, being with us, talk to them. Yeah. And I'm happy to meet them once again. How are, how's in, how is Ghana doing with the COVID crisis? The COVID crisis in Ghana is very low because Ghana is a tropic uh, city. So the sun is always hot in Ghana. And and are they talking about what's happening here in the United States? Exactly. Uh, on the news, uh, everybody is watching the news, listening to the news to see what is happening in the state and across the world. Yeah. Well, um, so you made it back and, you know, you were just in my consumer behavior class last semester. We were talking about uh, culture and ethnocentricity in America, and you uh, you kind of gave the class your opinion of what happened when you first came to the United States and how difficult dealing with people, Americans, really is. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, I do want to share those experiences that I had three years ago. Yeah. What happened? So actually, uh, uh, it was a very good time for me in 2017 that I got my visa to come to America, uh, to come and learn in America, which gave me an exposure uh, to learn different culture and then to also experience the beauty of America. So I was privileged then coming to America. Yeah. But the reality came in when I set in in America. And those are some of the few challenges that I experienced during my time in uh, America. And now I'm adapting to it. I'm getting into the system now. So I just want to share those experiences that I had those days with you. Yeah. What, what, was, the, what was the absolute hardest part about coming here and dealing with Americans? Exactly, that's a good question. The first one is uh, socialization. That is what I miss uh, a lot. Uh, the reason why I say this is um, coming from my background, uh, we are born in a, a family called a standard family. Right. Uh, so everyone is each other gatekeeper. So you can see a neighbor A, you 
bring me baby to go and have fun, to go and eat, to go and play with, to go and share stories with. But coming here, I could see that it's totally different altogether. American people are not friendly. I tried to make friends, but it couldn't happen. But after taking some time back, I could realize that, no, this is a system. The mm. system will not give you the time to make that type of socialization that you want, that type of socialization that you are used to, especially me. Mm-hmm. Because the system is built on uh, something, excuse me to say, billing system. So people are on their feet all the time to work, catch up with their bills. So that kind of friendship is not there. So you could see people, I'm going to work, you work daytime, you work at night time, all in their entire life. So that kind of socialization is missing. And the, 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 the worst part of it is, at least I'm in school. So I was thinking I can make some friends in school. That's why if I don't have friends after uh, if I don't have friends beyond the school, I can get some friends from the school. But it doesn't happen like that. My classmates are not ready for you. Mm-hmm. To make that kind of friendship is like individualization, individualism. Right. Like they want they want to be on their own and do things on their own without sharing with other people. So that particular year, 2017-2018, was something that I really miss back home, how we make friends and all those things. And the second one that I want to touch on is this, uh, the accommodation challenges that I face. But I am blessed. I'm talking about the renting aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I came to the state. I have my brother here. My mom is here. So they took me in. I was with them for about uh, two years without making any input in accommodation in the house. But what my colleagues, international people, faced was they got to pay every month accommodation. And compared to where I'm coming from in Ghana, we pay yearly accommodation, and sometimes we have extended family accommodation. When I move from Accra in the city to my village, I don't need to go and rent an accommodation before I will sleep because we have the family house already over there that I will go in and I will just do whatever I want to do and I will come back. But it doesn't happen here in America. Because of the system. So you could see that my colleagues gotta work hard in school. After classes, they have to go back and work, do cleaning job, and then to match up with their rent fee every month. And some of the rents are extremely high. Five hundred bucks, six hundred bucks. So that is another challenge is that uh, we do face which I am blessed. I was with my brother for two years before moving on my own. So at least they took that part, that part of the bedding from me and uh, 
I was good in that particular two years until I mean I rent a place on my own now and I can see and I can feel how it is to be on your own and then go to school as well. Yeah. So that is the, the rent fee, the rent charges and then the accommodation uh bedding that when we came here first that we faced in America. Sure. Tell and uh, I want to touch on uh, another one to as well. Okay. Called the insurance, the car insurance. So where I was coming from in Ghana, uh, insurance, car insurance are paid every year. And I was having my car back home in Ghana, and I paid my car insurance every year. And my car registration is once forever. All the Sub-Sahara country, West Africa country. Sahara, right. car insurance has been made, registration has been made once forever. When you do your registration, it's forever. But the car insurance has to be renewed every year. But coming to America, my first car that I bought, I have to pay this file $420 because this farm people say I'm a first-time driver in America. So because of that, my insurance is high. Because I have never drove in America before, there is a, a high possibility that my accident, I will get an accident. High possibility that the risk level is high. Mm-hmm. So the cost for me is 420 bucks. I say, wow. Before I would drive every month, and I'm not working, I'm a student living with my brother, and I need time to go to school. So that is a challenge that uh, I faced back that particular year. And right. my brother had to take care of all those charges for me. But what my brother did was, okay, Francis, I can put you on my insurance mm-hmm. for a year so that after one year, then you have a two years experience in America driving and you start paying. And hopefully he did it for me and it worked. And my second year insurance came down to 180. And uh, right now I'm talking to you, uh, I'm paying 120 bucks for insurance. So the high fee that they charge, people coming to America first, right. it's too much that. We haven't experienced, especially we, the people coming in, never experienced such things before. Mm-hmm. So it's a great burden on us. And if you are a student and you are not, your proximity to the school is not just like five minutes or ten minutes, then you have a big issue. And the transportation system here in Raleigh is different compared to transportation system in uh, New York. Right. So you cannot solely depend on the rally transportation that that will get you to school. So you need a car or someone has to put you on a schedule that day I'm picking you to school all the time and I'm bringing you back to school. So it is a great issue that uh, I faced uh, in 2017-2018 as I came to America yeah. to do my driving right so francis what what was your uh perception 
of America before you came to America? So my perception of America is America is a great country. The moment I reach America, within one year, everything will turn on for me. Perception was America was one of the best countries in the world. When I come to America, my life will change within a second. There are a lot of jobs in America that I will start working. America is a great country, and it is a great country too. But reality is no. If you come to America and you are lazy, you will not get it. If you come to America and you don't want to work with the system, you will not get it. So I came to America with a perception that, hey, one year, two years, I'll be a, I'll be like this, I'll be like this. But it doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. I have to have to work according to the system. I have to learn. I have to finish my school to get into the system. It's not like uh, just knowing someone. No. It's there already. The system is there. If you are done with school, you get a good job. If you don't done with the school, you don't go to school, you get a job. But you will not be satisfied with what you're doing. Right. So the perception I have in coming to America, actually I came, the perception was totally different right. compared to the perception that I used to know about America. Yeah, I didn't know in America, I didn't know back home that if I come to America, I'll be paying my rent fee every month. Right. I didn't know that I'll be paying my cable fees every month. I, I watch TV free in Ghana. I didn't know I will be paying car insurance every month. So all those things that came and hit me in America, I said, wow, this right. is real. Now the reality set in now. So I, I was in Ghana, I was having a free affordable medical treatment in Ghana. So we had some uh, technical difficulties and Francis got disconnected. So I just want to summarize what he told me. And, um, you know, I'll do it in about five minutes. He talked for a little bit longer and you could tell in his voice as the call went on that he was a little more frustrated. I wouldn't say angry, but frustrated with his overall experience in Raleigh or in America. Um, First thing that Francis brought up was the number of bills. Uh, that he and his family get here. He gets a bill for everything, as we all know. He calls our culture a culture of paying bills. And that really comes from the amount of stuff we have and we own. I mean, we live in big homes and maybe homes a lot bigger than we should have bought. We have new cars. We have multiple cars. We have a television in every room. We have credit card bills, and so we need two, three, four jobs to pay the bills. We don't have time to socialize, and I've heard that before. Actually, a guy four years ago from Iraq, he was a student at Wake Tech, and he had been here, what, six months, and he said, it's all you guys do is pay bills. He said he'd be happier back in Iraq, and he was a refugee that escaped um, ISIS, So paying bills was a frustration of uh, Francis, the amount of them. He said the car insurance is out of control. He has to pay, 
every month for his car insurance in Ghana. He pays once a year at a much lower rate. He talked about what we all know to be a problem, healthcare costs, going to the doctor. It's unaffordable. And in Ghana, it's pretty much covered, it's free. Um, he went on to talk about his orientation day at Wake Tech, where he met a friend from Gambia and Niger. To date, they're best friends here in Raleigh, but uh, he still doesn't have a friend from the United States. He talked about group projects that he uh, had a uh, <clears throat> work on at Wake Tech and the fact that the, the groups that he was in, uh, the American students just wanted to be on their own. So he got uh, kind of pushed away from his involvement. Um, we talked about the fact that, you know, I think that American students are intimidated by international students. It's not that they don't like them. It's the fact that uh, they know if they introduce themselves that the student's going to tell them where they're from. And the next thing that they, they know, they, they don't know where the country is or anything about it. And they don't want to be put in that position. And, um, you know, I did a survey six months ago. Uh, from my Business 110 class, and a lot of the students said that, you know, you walk into a class, everybody's on their phone. It's just kind of a culture not to say, hey, how are you, and introduce yourself. It's uh, everybody waits for everybody to do it. No one does. So I explained that to Francis, and he said that he would give it a try, uh, coming up to people differently and making the first attempt and, um, you know, telling them it's okay, you've probably never heard of Ghana, and it's in Africa, and it's a beautiful country of 30 million people with different ethnicities and very friendly with castles, waterfalls, a lot of history, and it's a democratic government that does a vote every four years. And, um, you know, I think that might work for him. So the call overall, he's frustrated. Uh, I don't think he's angry per se, but he's very frustrated. So uh, just, um, you know, think about that again next time. If you're a student, you're listening to that. Think about the perception we have of American or foreign students who come into class and the perception we have that they're probably wowed and amazed that they're here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, the reality is they're shocked at the differences they had on um, what they thought America would be to what they experienced. So uh, we will uh, we'll talk to you soon. Uh, you've been listening to Jeff Myers on Let's Talk Wake Tech Travel. And uh, thanks for listening.